0: Hi there. I'm Ben Pierce and welcome to the Tech World Human Skills podcast. The podcast all about helping you in the tech world develop your human skills or soft skills or whatever you want to call them. Each episode we share the top tips, failures and lived experiences of people thriving in the same world as you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's get going. Hi everyone and welcome to the Tech World human skills podcast. This episode, we're talking about communicating with clarity. We're talking about what that means. We're talking about why that's a good thing. And we're talking about how to do it. And our guest today is an expert at it. I've heard her speak at conferences on the subject and thought it would be a great conversation to share with all of you. So please welcome to the podcast, Lydia Vasileva.
1: And thank you so much, Ben. And whilst you're at it with that introduction, do you want to add in, you know, obviously add an expert, which I don't feel like one, but any (laughs) nominated Oscar winning Oscar at it. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: It's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's wonderful to have you with us. So thank thank you. you so much for joining us. And, you know, I wonder if we could start off as ever with, you know, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. Even
1: though it goes very much against my nature to introduce myself and spend some time on that, but let's let's. I think at least the accent and the, the surname, as you mentioned uh, on our pre-recording call, um, it requires a little bit of explanation. So I'm originally born and raised in Bulgaria in a seaside city of Varna. Uh, I have been now in the UK about five or six years, uh, and I've been practically in tech since uni. I did a two-year degree in Denmark for IT. 18- specifically IT networking. Uh, and that is really my background before I got into the wonderful, fantastical world of pre-sales. I used to be a network engineer, so right, you know, right into the nitty-gritty and the and the technical side of things, actual practically going into data centers and doing all those bits and pieces. Um, and yeah, and then I, 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 I found myself in into pre-sales. And I think the most important part of that is that I have fallen in love with this profession so much. I am, I think if anything, of any of the descriptions you did initially, I think the big biggest one should be pre-sales fangirl. <laughs> that's right. that's just really it. I I love this profession. I love this community so much. And if you know, clarity is my little thing of giving back, and like this messaging is my little thing about giving back to the community. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm already I'm already sorted.
0: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, it's it's so lovely to have you with us. And and as I said, we're going to be talking about clarity today. Um, really important in pre-sales roles. Um, But but also really important, I think, in, you know, certainly any customer facing role, whether that be consultancy, support, you know, you you name it, that that clarity is really important. But even, you know, that's not limited to customer facing. I think any time in tech we have to work with people, which is, you know, all the time, (laughs) speaking to people with clarity, I think, is just so relevant, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... If if we can start a little bit maybe like a a, a step back, um, yeah. When, when it comes to clarity, and I think it's one of those things that we don't talk or we didn't talk often enough when it comes to communication. It's always about you know how do I sound, uh, confident, right? Confidence tends to be the key thing that uh, pre sales professionals want to be. It's you know we come in as an authority, we come in wanting to be that you know the beautiful trusted advisor uh, slogan that we want all to be, right? But and as I was seeing that and, and reading about this in you know, as, as I was getting into the career and I was getting more and more like my teeth sunk into it, I never really, there was some sort of like a step missing. There was a chasm between where I was and what this trusted advisor person was. Um, and sort of, it took me a while to figure out that that missing part is really that clarity piece. And funnily, okay. you should mention support. I, I used to do a little bit of support in, you know, before I joined PreSales, and I think that's where I've started to develop those skills even then, but pre-cells was definitely where I doubled down on it and did a lot more. And when it comes to clarity, in reality, what clarity is is an ability we have to explain ourselves in a way that folks understand us, regardless of where, who they are, what background they are, age, etc. And being understood, then, you know, as a, as a result, as an effect of that, is a human fundamental human need. So clarity okay. really connects
0: with that. So so maybe we dig into this a little bit more. So so clarity is about um, effectively communicating to somebody. It, it, it's a it's a fundamental human need to, to, to be understood a little bit. You know, let maybe could you unpack clarity a little bit more? Let's really get our, our teeth into it. You know, <laughs> what is what is clarity?
1: Righty. Um the easiest way, or, you know, maybe I should describe my path of getting there. So funnily okay. enough, uh, it did not come from the pre-sales world at all. Uh, it came initially from a writing cohort that I did about two years ago now, where I was first okay. introduced this idea and it really sunk into my brain, which is this clear, not clever. We're not there to okay. be clever in front of customers, okay. in front of colleagues. You're not, you don't need to prove yourself to be clever you need to be there to be understood and to be very clear with exactly what you're trying to say. And we'll go through a couple of practical examples on this and how do we actually implement it into our lives. But in reality, that is the core element of it. You know, you are, and I think a lot of folks need to hear this, including myself sometimes, you are enough, you are smart enough, you don't need to use big, complex words, especially as a non-native English speaker. You don't need to put all the acronyms and the um, abbreviations and all of those, you know, the, all the buzzwords, right? You don't need them. It's fine. You are clever enough. What your goal should be is to, and I, knew, I know it's especially, it was very hard for me, sort of push away that ego side of yourself that, you know, oh, I have to prove myself and be more attuned and more um, interested in people understanding you first rather than how do you present yourself?
0: Okay, so clarity with what we're talking about here is is being really clear, um, n- not necessarily clever. You know, saying mm-hmm. like, okay, w- what I need is the person that's listening to this to understand what I'm saying, not that they are bamboozled and bewildered by my cleverness, Absolutely. and therefore just trust me because I'm clever. They trust you because they they are they are clear on what you've said. So I guess does that mean, therefore, that being Uh, speaking with clarity to different types of people means saying different things. If you're speaking to an engineer, for example, as opposed to a senior business leader, does that mean that you need to be uh, clear in different ways?
1: Yes. So the content needs to be different, right? So the actual meat and potatoes of what you're trying to say needs to be different. The level can be the same. And this is usually a pushback I have on this messaging around, you know, we need to be more clear rather than clever. Oh, but what about the subject matter experts, right? What about if you're talking to someone, you know, who is on your level, who knows, you know, as much or even more than you on a specific topic? And you go in there and you're explaining, in a, you know, it might even seem a little demeaning from the side that you are simplifying your language to such a degree. Simplicity is really important when it comes to setting our language, regardless of the actual people you're talking to, the level of simplicity needs to be the same. Okay. This person needs to understand me. And again, being that's, you know, speaking to some different experts, the example I always give is from my networking background, where the most you know, networking can be very complex, right? There's a lot of things and a lot of moving parts, you know, I, I, there's just, there's so much, but I heard a senior network engineer once explain it to me as a, it's all about machines talking to each other. Really, yeah. in its essence. And that really st- stuck with me in the, oh yeah, you know, you can put this big complex thing whilst yes, you're missing all the nuances, which maybe for this one conversation don't really matter. If folks need the nuances, they will ask you, but you need to make sure initially in that call that everyone understands you. You know, there's a level setting. And also, you know, on the subject matter expert side, Sometimes people think they know more than they are letting on. Because again, ego comes into place, pride comes into place, especially when it comes to very techie people. You know, we want to show off, we want to showcase that we are one of the smarter people in the room. And in reality, your goal, I believe, as a pre person, should be to not be the smartest person in the room, is to be curious, is to ask questions and to explain things and make sure everyone is on the same level. And it's a quote from Chris White that I, I keep on repeating over and over again, which is this confused, a confused mind always says no. If you're proposing something, if you're asking people to change, if you're trying to inspire them, if you're not crystal clear with what exactly it is you're saying and proposing, you're simply not compelling. Right. People lose you along the way. They just they just don't get why you're there. They don't understand your product. They can nod and say, like, yeah, sounds like a, it sounds really good. You know, it sounds really smart what this thing does. And then they never call you back.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that quote is brilliant. Confused mind always says no. And I and I remember hearing you say that at the conference and it was one of the things that I took away with me from the conference actually is it's really good. I, I think to my mind, I think you've got to get the balance right though. And, and And what I mean by that is if I was selling a networking product and was dropped into a team of network engineers and I spent too long going, you know, networks are just how computers talk to each other, right? I imagine people would get bored uh, pretty quickly and go, well, actually, I want to ask you about how does routing work? How does software enable, you know, software networking work or, you know, wh- whatever it might be. And so it feels like to me it's, it's, it's getting there quickly, like it, getting to the right level, in a relatively quick bit of time. Because if you just... If you jump straight in at the depth, then you may lose people that don't know some of the fundamentals that you need to talk about. But at the same time, if you talk at a level that is too simple for them, then they might go, oh, well, actually... that you, you, you know either you don't know <laughs> what, what you're talking about or this person's stalling so so how do you how do you get that balance of going right actually Ooh. in this conversation i need to go deep and in this conversation i don't need to go deep how do you kind of ascertain that
1: that's a really good question um and the answer is that questions is figuring out the temperature in the room um be it you know actual physical room or virtual room it doesn't matter but at the end of the day, um, again, even now you said you're still grouping people under one level of of understanding. You know, a group of networking people. the 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 amount of knowledge every networking person has varies greatly from one person to the other. You know, depending on what they're yeah. interested in, what however their brain, you know, you know, puzzles together all of the different pieces of networking. Especially when it comes to very complex technology conversations, it's really, really important to make sure everyone genuinely who needs to make a decision, who needs to be involved, is indeed level set. The way I do it, and you know, in the sense of trying to save up a lot of that time in the beginning, is just to set the scene as a, you know, this is not me explaining to you fundamentals. This is me giving you my language. Right? Because a switch is a switch, but you know, in VMware world where I currently work at, you know, that is one thing. You know, what's a what's a virtual switch? What's the difference between this and a, and a different type of switch? What's that in the in the hardware sense? There's a lot of differences there that when I'm saying a statement or a phrase or a keyword I would I know I will keep on saying over and over again I want to make sure that people on the call or in the room know what that translates in plain English I can then continue using it as a term or as an acronym or as as a a piece of jargon but I want to translate it from Lydia to you know Ben for example like making sure that you understand what does that word in my dictionary mean in comparison to yeah. yours.
0: Yeah. And and it's interesting. I remember um, I often used to go in and would be, you know, airdropped into a customer to come and talk about something. And uh, I'd perhaps talk to the, Yeah, sometimes I'd had a prep call with the sponsor from the customer, you know, that I was going to go into. Sometimes it was just a prep call with the account team that were maybe aligned to that account. And I remember I'd go in and say, you know, what sort of skill level are they at? What sort of technical depth? You know, and then the the person, you know, maybe the customer sponsor would proudly say, or... they're a pretty smart crew, my team. You know, so you know, be prepared. And so, you're like, oh, I'd go in then on the back foot, going right. These guys are going to be subject matter experts. And what I learned was that everybody said that about their team. And actually, then you got in there, and actually, maybe they were, or maybe they weren't. <laughs> and and actually, it was it was it was really important to do that. Really to be able to read the room really quickly, to be able to start off, uh, not assuming too much detail, read the room quickly, and if you need to ramp up, ramp up, and if you need to stay simple. But that's all from asking questions, reading the reaction from people in the room and then trying to think, all right, what does clarity mean for these people in this room?
1: Absolutely. And and that, that's such a good example of, again, it's not ego. In this case, it's pride, right? Like, oh, my team, oh, they know their stuff, right? And I'm sure they do. And I'm sure they do the, their job fantastically well. But again, even if we forget about knowledge level, because that can be a very touchy subject, right? Like we don't want to tell people, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. We don't want to be mean, yeah. you know, and everyone is an expert in their own right and whatever subject, you know, they are interested in uh, and they're good at. I think so that's why like framing it as a let me translate to you what I mean by this word or this sentence or this phrase or this technology is a really good frame set to sort of just kick the kick the conversation off. Because you're not, yeah. as you said, like, you know, you're not on the back foot. You're not trying to be defensive. You're not trying to like, you know, oh, I need to prove to these people that I actually know what I'm talking about. It's like, no, this is what I understand of the world. This is my green. This is my red. This is what red looks like to me. Let's keep, you know, let's go forward in with this conversation with this in mind. And if we differ or there's some sort of misunderstanding, we can go back to this conversation and go like, okay, so when I said this, this is what I meant, guys, right? Like, this is the red. It's not not the green that you think it is. It's the red. And it's really important going forward just to keep on reiterating as you're going along. And if, as you said, like ramping up and ramping down, conversations are never linear, right? Any sort of conversation, be it pre-sales or support or whatever it is in tech, they're never about like, you know, okay, so now we're going to start at the start and we're going to just keep on going, keep on going until complexity reaches its pinnacle. And that's the end of the conversation right? Things go in waves is in the sense of like, okay, we start with an intro level setting. We go in a little bit more depth. I'm losing some people. Okay, let's go back down. Let's just see where I'm missing, where I need to fill in the gaps. Let's ramp back back up, right? And then back down. And this is going a little bit into the practicalities and the the methods that I use on how to actually have these conversations. But that wave format to me is very important to think when it comes to conversation.
0: Okay. Well, We'll get there in a minute. Let's get into the how in a minute. So I guess if we sort of, I'm just sort of trying to summarise what you said. So it seems to me that the clarity is about being clear to the the audience that's in front of you and speaking to them in a language that uh, is relevant to them and doesn't confuse them, Um, but it's different for each audience. Um, Absolutely. So so if we get that right, um, what sort of benefits do you get from being able to be able to speak like that to people?
1: I can tell you from my own personal experience, the benefits have been incredibly positive, starting with customer feedback coming back, you no know, prospect feedback of I've you know I feel so involved in this. I actually get this technology for the first time. you know thank you, Lydia, for make- getting me involved because especially in most conversations you have you know the techie techs and you have the managers that brought in the techie techs to do you know to actually understand what what the technical expert in this case me is talking about. But when I make sure that the you know the folks that maybe do not have that breadth and depth of knowledge are also involved, they actually feel like they're genuinely part of the conversation. And when you have like seven Zoom calls in a day, being you know felt, you know, to feel heard is really important to them because it's going to make you, as the pre-sales person, as the person trying to solve a problem, memorable. You're going to remember you, not the other six people that just came in, did their, sh- their spiel and went out. You because you t- you took the time to actually get them involved. So that's definitely the the bin- the biggest benefit I've got from a from a customer perspective. On the other, on the flip side, that's for the folks that are not potentially that technical. For the really technical folks, and back to my story around you know being you know somebody. You know, even though I was a network engineer and I thought I knew what I was talking about, hearing that simplified explanation was really impressive. It's like, oh, you get it, right? You fundamentally get what this is all about. So you actually impress those subject matter experts, you know, the actual techie people, when you simplify it because they see you're not trying to hide behind, you know, those techie words, the complicated buzzwords, the jargon, like you're practically bearing yourself to them at everything that you know. And then also, what I've discovered sort of the past two years is that it leaks out of those customer-facing conversations. It leaks into conversations that we have with colleagues into the conversation you have with your boss and even more so like conversation that you're having outside of your day-to-day job be it on LinkedIn being your personal life when you start having this mentality of oh this conversation is not about me it's about making sure that the person on the other side understands what I'm saying it completely changes your perspective your 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 sh- your perspective completely shifts into that mentality of like the other person is more important right me talking to you ben right now it's more about you rather than what i am saying like if you get it if folks on the podcast get it you know if, if folks listening my job here is that it doesn't matter how clever or smart or you know i sound or i don't sound as long as the messaging is clear and has gone through that's the goal and that is incredibly yeah. beneficial again for both for day-to-day job us you know if you're in pre-sales in in support whatever technical role you have from you know inter colleague relationships and communications being able to explain to your boss clearly what is it that you want and how you know that oh, that has been absolutely so good for my career having the ability to sort of clarify okay this is what I've done this is what I need to do this is what I need to, you know what do I need from you then Mr boss for the next step, for the promotion, or, you know, if I'm switching jobs. Hi there, Mr. New Potential new boss. What do I need to do to actually get land this role with you? Or even better, mentors, right? The pre-sales community is fantastic for that because you can find mentors to fit exactly where you are in your pre-sales journey. And that is exactly what I did with a couple of my mentors that I just, exactly with this mentality, went in and went like, okay, how do I explain to them, to them specifically, what is it that I can provide them as part of this mentor relationship? But also, what is it that I'm looking for? And again, very, very important to have that completely different perspective of what do people hear and understand versus what I am saying.
0: Mm. Mm. I I really like there was a little nugget that sort of when you were talking there that sort of just surfaced for me. And that was actually if you're able to articulate something in plain English without jargon, it actually builds your credibility and builds your gravitas because you're not hiding behind anything. You are able to to show through the simplicity that you understand it, and then maybe create analogies, metaphors, that kind of stuff. Um, no, I, I, that that sort of sprung up to me when you were when you were speaking there. So we we've talked a lot about about what it is, uh, you know, why it's important. So for people, therefore, that want to build their their um, their clarity skills, um, could you give us some some you know? How do we do it? Can you give us some tips on how we can build how how we speak with clarity?
1: Absolutely and I always I, I, again I try to keep it very simple and very approachable because folks are busy right We have a lot of things already that we want to achieve. so I want to I want to do this in a, in a way that's not going to add extra time to your day. So three steps is all I ask from folks, which is step one remove acronyms. And oh boy, so I I work for VMware at the moment as a pre-sales engineer. And I think it's the same for Microsoft. I think it's the same for a lot of tech giants. We use so many acronyms, right? Even in the name of VMware, you know, VM, virtual machines, you know, VDS, VSS, all of the products have acronyms. We even had, I don't know if you had this, Ben, but we had an internal page a while back, I'm sure it's still out there, that had all of the common acronyms (laughs) that we used internally. And it was... It was ridiculously like long, and there were so many things in there that I wouldn't even think to put as acronyms. And but and then were there were
0: overloaded acronyms where there's yes. two or three acronyms that mean the same thing, and you're like, yeah. only by context can you yeah. ever understand or- which acronym it is
1: or I'll do you one better nested acronyms right when there is a <laughs> there's an acronym within the acronym and you're just like
0: how did we get here how do we
1: get here but we have them in, we have them in pre-sales so much as well right i remember coming in first because i didn't have any pre-sales experience i didn't have any sales experience so things like suddenly i was just thrown into the deep end of crms kpis cta b2b SAS, uh, you know b2c like there's so many acronyms we use and you don't know you know, whomever you're using these acronyms to, do they know what you're talking about? Or do they just, they don't want to act the fool and go like, uh, actually, what does that mean? Or are they furiously Googling the background, all of the acronyms you're using? So do yourself a favor and do the people that you're talking to a favor and just expand on them. Just say the the whole thing. You can do it only in the beginning if it's a really long acronym. For example, would it be a, uh, like a product name or something like that? But clarify it again. Open up the dictionary and just explain to people when I say CRM, what do I mean? You know, customer customer relationship manager, right? That is what CRM means in my language. Because also, what I found out speaking to different verticals of customers, right? In finance, in uh, in industry, you can actually have the same acronym mean completely different things. And, and that's, that sometimes can be incredibly jarring for you because you, you think they're talking about one thing and they're talking about a completely polar opposite thing. So just check in. And also, again, as an SE, ask. When a customer uses an acronym very often, there is humility, humility in actually asking them, like well, what does that actually mean in your world? Just to make sure that we're on the same page, right? It doesn't mean that you don't know what you're talking about. You don't lose credibility. You're just making sure that you are, and they are clear with you. So that's the first one removing acronyms expanding them and using and or at least at the very start opening up the dictionary to talk to people the second one is jargon right what you know words that only make sense in our business in our company so these are things that especially in pre-sales that i you know hear quite often is things like value proposition lead generation upselling cross-selling all of these sort of terminology that we're sort of expected to just know by heart what do they mean I had to, again, I had to Google all of these at the beginning, right? I had to figure out, I had to talk to people about these sort of things because people just use it casually in conversations and I would be so incredibly lost, right? When we're talking about CHURN and, you know, uh, ARR and, uh, again, an acronym, who knows what that actually means in the the face of the person you're talking to? So that's the second one, right? So one, remove acronyms. Two, remove jargon as much as you can. Use plain English is the third one. Which is really, okay. you know, uh, the the solution to the other two, and our our mutual friend uh, Dan Caffrey, he uses he he speaks to this quite a lot. Especially, funnily enough, as a native English speaker, he does a fantastic job of also highlighting that you don't know the other person on the side on the other side. You know, you can maybe judge by the name, by the accent, which you you know you maybe shouldn't, but <laughs> you absolutely can and say that like, oh okay, not a native English speaker, so. Even more importantly, then you need to make sure that the language, you know, there are no uh, idioms, there are no additional jokes or local, you know, you know, for the in the case like you know we live in the UK, there are no British jokes that maybe will go over their heads if it's something really important. For banter, you absolutely can do that, but when you're actually trying to explain something really important that you don't want them to be left confused, just stick to plain, simple as possible English with words that mean exactly. As it as it's written on the tin, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straightforward as you possibly can. So those are my yeah. three practical examples: remove acronyms, yeah. remove jargon, use plain English as
0: much as possible. Yeah, and and I and I think you know they they sound so simple, you know those three things. But actually, the the way that you get to that is that you've really thought through the subject matter that you're going to talk about. Um, that that you've thought through. How to explain it? Because that's the other thing, you know. Lot, lots. lots of, you know, my experience is lots of techies really know how something works, you know, and and they've got it intrinsically in their brain. I, I get it, but then you ask them to explain it, and actually, oh. That they haven't spent time thinking about in a linear set of words where one word comes out after the other, <laughs> what are the order of words that make this simple to understand? And actually that takes some time and some energy beforehand to really think about how to do that. Would, would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. And I'll throw in another thing to consider. Curse of knowledge is a thing. Do you know what the curse of knowledge has been?
0: I have come across it, but please, no, please explain it.
1: Yeah. So in my in my world, <laughs> to open up the dictionary, the curse of knowledge is this unfortunate thing that happens to everyone, which is at a certain point when you have become an expert in a topic or enough time has passed since you've been a beginner in something, you forget what it's like to not know anything. Mm. And it's a completely natural process. It happens to everyone. And I fear the day that I forget what it's like to be new to pre-sales. Um, so I keep on reminding myself of what it was like and by having these conversations and talking to people all the time and mentoring folks. So that curse of knowledge is genuinely something that I, I believe we can practice out. But it's so common, especially when said tech, you know, techies who intrinsically get it right. It's in their head. They can clearly visualize it, but they have forgotten genuinely what it's like to not have the fundamentals, to not have this intrinsic knowledge of whatever it is that they're experts in. And that's really, really hard to sort of backtrack on. Not impossible, but you can backtrack and put yourself in the shoes of someone who doesn't know anything. Easiest way is genuinely find someone who doesn't know anything. My person, it tends to be my mum, except when it comes to mathematics because he's incre- she's incredibly good at, ma- at them. Um, but if there's a term or a piece of technology or something that I, I, I can't really explain well, I call her and I go like, can I just run you past something and let me know what you think? <laughs> Does it make sense to you, etc.? So it it could be a parent, it could be a partner who's not in the field, it could be genuinely just a friend who is not into tech, and just sit them down and go like, can I use you as a sounding board? Would this make sense to you? Like, let me explain to you something, and you tell me what are the parts that make absolutely no sense to you.
0: Okay love it love it well i've i've just glanced at the clock and i can see time is is galloping uh, away with us lydia um so i wonder if we could we could start to wrap up um perhaps could you share your your key takeaways from from the session with us
1: yeah absolutely so my biggest goal with the session and with any of the sessions really that i do is around giving you you, know, you ben the listeners of the podcast a practical approach to a soft skill. I think it's a, it's a huge thing where we keep on telling like, you know, oh yeah, technical skills are important, but so are soft skills. But there seems to be a little bit of a gap between how do we actually do practical skill training? And, you know, how do we take those, you know, things like clarity, you know, things like being a trusted advisor, things like, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, fantastic enablement out there and more to come as well in the next couple of weeks. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, from from your good self is what I mean. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing a little bit of bit of a, oh, actually no, this is going to be in the future, so never mind. It's already has been <laughs> it has been it always been been delivered and I'm sure it is it's doing fantastically it's available well. Available for all yeah.
0: to consume.
1: Available at the moment. I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm already giving it a thumbs up. But there there is a lot of enablement out there on on you know, a lot of these, you know, software skills as well as technical skills, but there's still some gaps in there. So genuinely, this is, you know, my key takeaway is take things like this, you know, topics, fairly soft and ambiguous topics like clarity and find folks like myself that give you actual practical examples. And in this case, again, just a reminder, the very minimum you can do to have more clarity in your conversations is removing acronyms, removing jargons, using plain English. If that's the only takeaways you have from this conversation, my job here is done. I'm happy. <laughs> done.
0: Brilliant. No, no, that's one of them. I think, you know, the things that have resonated for me as we've gone through this conversation. Um, you know, I love that quote, you know, a confused mind always says no, you know, and, and if you know, if you're in tech and you want you want people to Implement new tech, make changes. You know, do things. You, you need people to say yes. So actually, it's it's really important. And that and that quote, a confused mind always says no. I think is is really fun, fundamental to this. So I think that's really interesting. The other thing that that I really liked is this idea that when you speak in simple English, that raises your credibility. Um, and and when you speak in complexity that can actually reduce your credibility because maybe it seems a little bit like you're using jargon and acronyms to, to cover up for the fact that you can't explain it simply. So so I thought that was really interesting. And then I love that, you know, you've brought it down to those, those three things, remove your acronyms, remove uh, your jargon and speak in, in plain, simple English. R- really nice. Um, Thank you. Yeah, g- great things to take to heart, I think. Now, for, for people that have really enjoyed listening to you, and would like to get in touch with you whereabouts can they find you on the in, in, on the interweb <laughs> and
1: the uh, the <laughs> yeah, On the interwebs the best place to find me really on <laughs> <and> the interwebs <laughs> the best place really to find me and everything else I do I've done you know a couple of other podcasts I've done some live streaming you know so if if you if you want if you want more of this there's a lot more yeah. out there in the world so you can find that yeah. on packetmage.com that is packetmage.com uh and also the easiest way really to get a a response from me as soon as possible is by finding me on linkedin as lydia Vasileva, as you know as the name is written on the uh on the on the on the podcast episode that's genuinely the the two best ways to find what i'm doing up what what i'm up to on the on the interwebs
0: on the interwebs brilliant and I'll pop all those in the show notes for anybody oh, that wants so much. To, to, to get those links so that people can get there and you know the spelling did was tricky for me so I'll get to make sure that they get <laughs> the spelling right so that people can find you on LinkedIn perfectly oh, Well, can I, can I just say Lydia it's been an absolute pleasure to, to have you chat with us so thank you so much for taking the time to be with us it's, it's been brilliant
1: thank you so much Ben it's been a pleasure to be on the podcast
0: well there we go thanks for listening now I do want to tell you about the new Technical Storytelling Essentials digital course. It's a great way to develop your influencing, your presentation and your communication skills. It's only 97 English pounds or 120 US dollars. I think it's fair to say you need it in your life. Oh, and can you do me a favour? Could you subscribe to the podcast and rate the show? It really helps to spread the word.